You're listening to the TCB Radio Network Podcast, where we're celebrating the life and memory of Elvis Presley. Hello, friends. This is Elvis Presley. I am Marion Cox, the official sex symbol on TCB Radio Network. This is Mindy Miller. This is Ray Walker from the Jordanaires. This is Elvis's Speedway co-star, Victoria Page Myrie. This is Cynthia Pepper from Kissing Cousins. This is Zoe Botto, author of Elvis Style, from Suit Suits to Jumpsuits. This is Don Wilson, and if you're looking for Elvis, you're in the right place. TCB Radio Network. Where it's all about Elvis. Everything is about Elvis. It is all about Elvis. All Elvis, all the time. If you want to listen to something really stylish, listen to tcbradionetwork.com. You can't do any better than that, so stay with us. People who know Elvis know about TCB Radio Network, where it's all Elvis, all the time. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Hi, everybody. I'm Krista Joy, and I want to let you know that tonight's show is co-hosted and sponsored by PeterAldenEntertainment.com and PeterAldenLive.com. Peter Alden is a classically trained vocalist with a voice like velvet who performs everything from country to pop while specializing in the golden era of rock and roll. Based in Orlando, Florida, but able to travel all over the world, he can come to you. Please support TCB Radio Network by hiring Peter Alden for musical entertainment or to MC at your next event. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Peter Alden Fans. Welcome to the TCB Radio Network Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time for the TCB Radio Network Podcast. And of course, this week we will continue with the second part of our interview with Mindy Miller, which we started last week. A lot more exciting stuff from Mindy. She's going to get into some really interesting stuff in this half. So sit back and relax. Enjoy the second half of our interview with Mindy Miller. Does Elvis ever visit you in your dreams? Yes, he has a lot. A lot. And, um, oh my gosh, try to think of the first time. There have been nights where I'll, I'll, you know, here's the thing. Dreaming is really what we call astral projection. And Elvis and I used to study that a lot. And we used to, you know, he bought me books on astral projection. And um, I've a lot of his fans have come to me and said, well, what is that? And I want to know more about it. Can you explain it to us? Um, can you give me some names of books, which I have? Um you know, they're always asking where to buy them, and I always say you can order them from Amazon or a local spiritual bookstore, perhaps, or I give them the name of my spiritual bookstore. And the Bodhi Tree, which was my favorite bookstore, was up the street from me where I lived, and that was, coincidentally enough, Elvis's favorite spiritual bookstore. And that's where my books came from that night, and I literally used to walk there all the time. It was like a half block from my apartment, I think a block at the most. So, you know, we had that in common, and they closed the store, but they're now online. So anybody listening, it's, it's, it's called the Bodhi Tree, B-O-D-H-I, and that's where Elvis and I got most of our spiritual books. And um, so astral projection is when you, the id or the spirit, the soul, leaves the shell, which is your body. And this is why in the Christian faith, they wait three days 
they want to make sure that the spirit has left the physicality of the body and then they will do what they're going to do with the shell the body um, because they want to feel that your spirit has left and gone to where it's supposed to go so there have been so many times where we have had long conversations and the last time that I visited with him was not that long ago I would say it's about a month and a half ago and I, I can't tell you what the dream was about because it in, it included some people that um, <laughs> are best left unnamed but um, I was I was shocked I was really really shocked at the things he told me <laughs> and um, I woke up in actual disbelief I said well I said okay if that's the way you really feel you know I have to honor that and I was surprised but he has come to me on several several occasions especially in the last couple of years since I've gone out speaking about him and things have come to me that that were never said but I know that he felt them and I literally feel him come to me and use me as a vessel for his fans and I said you know if that's what you want me to do then that's what I will do and so there have been things said that he never said to me when he was alive that he's now told me that are, are just amazing and I don't share them with a lot of people unless I know that they really feel that way because people can sit there and go oh well she's making it up or um, she's trying to be this or trying to do that or trying to make herself look a certain way but I have to remind them listen I didn't do this for 40 years why would I just why would I just say it or do it now? He visited me many times before I ever came out publicly. And I would. there were people that I spoke to that are alive that know we had those conversations about, about that. And he was the first one to tell you when he was alive. And I know he told me and he told other people that if and when he ever crossed over, that he would come back and visit the people he loved and the people that he cared about. And there are many people that I've talked to that are his fans that never knew him. Um, that never met him, that never saw him in concert, and they come to me and say, I had a dream about him. And I said, really? I said, you know, if you want to share that, you know, please feel free. And they do. And they say things that he said to me that he never said publicly or he was never able to tell them because he didn't know them. And they'll say, does that sound like something he would have said? I said, it sure does. <laughs> and it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing the amount of people that come to me and share these things with me. And um, I've had people come to me on many occasions. I have one particular gentleman. I won't mention his name. We're very good Facebook friends. And we will meet before I pass away. He got a hold of me on private messenger. And I'm veering away a little bit, but it still has to do with dreaming and, and project, astral projecting and things and prayer. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, my granddaughter, he says, I really need prayer for her. Will you pray with me? I said, of course I will. He said, my granddaughter was just born and they're not giving her 24 hours to live. And he said, they're, they are saying that there is absolutely no hope for her. And she's going to die. He said my family and myself are absolutely beyond devastation because for her to be born and then for God to take her immediately is just who understands that who understands that it, it, it not only is it not fair it shouldn't be the way it is but you know God has his reasons for calling people home 
And I, I didn't want to tell him this, but we started to pray and we started to pray and he's a huge Elvis fan. And so is the family. So I prayed to God. I prayed to Jesus and I prayed to Elvis. And I said, you know, with all three of you in my corner here and in this man's corner, nothing can happen to this baby, please. And we were praying and praying. And at the end of the prayer, I said, I can't tell you what I really feel. I said, but let me just tell you that I have a very good feeling about your granddaughter. He said, really? I said, yeah. I said, but it's not for me to say. I said, but I want you to call me tomorrow and let me know what happens. And God is my witness on my mother's grave, on Elvis's grave. I was told through prayer that this child was absolutely not going to be taken, that a miracle would take place and she would live and she would be absolutely fine. And not only that, she would not be sick a day in the first year of her life. Okay. Now, I couldn't tell him this. I could not tell him what I was told and what I was feeling because you don't tell people that. It's just, even if you're the best medium in the world, which I don't claim to be at all, but I do get, I do get premonitions. I, I do get feelings. I have my entire life since I was a little girl and they're very tough to share with people, which is what I shared with Elvis, which is why he knew I was on the path. And, um, this particular gentleman got back to me the next day he said I just have to tell you this with tears in my eyes he said our granddaughter is living and a miracle has taken place and she's absolutely fine and he sent me a picture of her and I burst into tears and we cried and I I was texting him saying I'm in tears right now he sent me pictures and um, he sent me pictures every month and he still does. She's nine months old. She's never been sick a day in nine months. Yeah, wow. She is absolutely the most beautiful little girl I've ever seen. She is gorgeous. The last picture he sent me of her, she was all in pink with her little ears pierced. And I just burst into tears. And he said, he said, Mindy, my family and I, thank you so much. And I said, you know, listen, I have nothing to do with this. He said, no. He said, but... He said, you told me you felt she was going to be okay. And you told me that you felt that a miracle was going to take place. I said, I did, but that didn't come from me. I said, I'm only the carrier of what I was told. I said, but I, I, you know, I couldn't tell him that until the next day. And that's when I said to him, this is what I was told. And I said, but I couldn't tell you yesterday. And he said, wow. I said, I could only tell you that I felt that she was going to be okay, you know, and that, and that I, you know, I didn't tell him until the next day that a miracle w- would take place. But I said, did you ever ask the doctors why or how or who or what or where? And he said, we did, and they had absolutely no answer for it. They had no answer because they, she was on deathbed. The baby was dying, and he, he sent me a picture of this baby. If you would see a picture of this baby and see her today, she's two different people. So every month he's in touch with me. He sends me pictures of her every single month. I keep them all. And um, he said, me and my family will thank you. We thank Lord. We thank Jesus. We thank Elvis. You know, he said, whoever you prayed with and whoever you prayed to answered our prayers. 
And I said, well, prayer is huge. And I said, miracles happen every day. And I say to people, go look in the mirror. If you've never felt that you've experienced a miracle, go look in the mirror because you are the miracle. Mm -hmm. The fact that you even exist is the miracle. And everything after that is icing on the cake. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of stuff is amazing. Like I would say maybe... It was less than a year before my before my youngest son died. We had gone to a it was like a Star Wars convention, and he he had a picture taken with um, uh, one of the character people who was doing Princess Leia, and I kind of stayed in contact with her. And uh, she lives down in the in the Tampa area, and she's she's a medium as well. And she's told me a few times that that he's come to see her. To, to to let her know to tell people that he's okay. So your son has has come to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, you see, not all entities do. Um, but if an entity wants to have contact with the souls they left behind on the physical plane, which is where we are now, there are seven different planes. Elvis, I used to study that, but there are seven different planes. And what you want to do is you want to be able to acclimate your spirit so well on the physical plane that when God takes your spirit, that you will start to ascend to the higher planes, um, which is why very few people make it to sainthood on this level. You know? <laughs> yes. um, you've got to go through a lot of planes, um, you know, um, metaphysical planes to be able to attain that. But um, those spirits that want to be in touch with loved ones or people that they left behind are always looking for mediums. They're always looking for someone that has a connection to the other side while they're still on this side. And, you know, Elvis looked for that for his mother. He looked for that in family members and people that went before him. But he couldn't talk about it too much because he's Elvis Presley, the entertainer. Right. Now, Elvis, the man, believed other things as well. And, you know, you would see on stage where he would sing his hymns and he would sing his gospel, but he couldn't really delve into that. It's not professional to do that. But in his private life, he was, he loved that. Mm-hmm. He loved talking about that and and thinking about, you know, other realms and um, belief systems and different religions and and. He was extremely keenly aware that there were other realms besides the physicality. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he believed wholeheartedly in it. But with your son, I'm sure he was looking for someone to be able to speak through. Yeah, I, th- I think it just has to do with, again, like you said, familiarity. Um, whether or not he knew consciously that she was a medium, I think... As you as you say, they're, they're searching, and and he didn't, you know, he met her and he knew her, and so she was familiar to him. So uh, I think, like you said, they they look for familiars and they look for outlets of people who, at least, even if that person's not familiar, they know the people that they're trying to get in touch with. So, yeah, I I I, I believe that absolutely. A lot of people will say things like, "Well." You didn't know him that long. You didn't spend years and years with him. But it doesn't take years and years to know someone. Elvis was the kind of a man 
and I'm the kind of a person that if I like you, I show you who I am immediately. Mm-hmm. I I don't. There's nothing fake about me when I meet you. There's there is a politeness, certainly, and as a familiar as a familiarity becomes more um, obvious, you know, you'll laugh at certain jokes. You'll you'll kick up your heels. You'll say certain things that maybe you wouldn't say upon first meeting them, because there has to be that level of comfort. Right. with another human being or when you when you surround yourself with other people and Elvis was just Elvis he was no different on stage than he was off stage meaning his personality he didn't put on a different personality he was genuinely who he was inherently who he was all the time I'm not going to say he wouldn't necess- you know, necessarily swear on stage and all that with children present in the audience, but he was a normal guy. He'd swear, he'd cuss, he'd get angry. You know, um, th- There are people that I know still put him on a pedestal, but he was the most normal guy you'd ever want to meet, which is why he was so lovable, because he'd get on stage and you'd go, okay, well, you know, we just had something to eat or we just did this or we just did that like any normal person then he'd walk out and you'd see him on stage and you go wow that's him (laughs) you know because then he would break into song and this incredible voice would come out and because even when he was even the first night he sang to me and he'd hum a few bars or something or, or sing privately or just you know he was always singing or humming or tapping his foot or something. He wasn't going into Elvis on stage mode. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't throwing his voice to be a certain way to sing a song. But if he would sing it, you know, and I don't mean around the piano, you know, singing gospel songs, because then he would truly let go of his voice. But he had, you know, a great, uh, you know, a nice singing voice singing around the house or in the plane or wherever but when he got on stage boy that was that was a whole other thing to behold mm-hmm. he he would turn himself on and turn everybody else on and he knew how to turn it on i mean here was this shy little country boy that nobody wanted that nobody accepted you know and said well you're not good enough to sing here and you don't have any rhythm and you're this and you're that and man, he turned it around and he showed the world who he was all that time. But he was also very shy. And I think the shyness in the early days got a, a lot, a hold of him too. And he, you know, until you're really out on stage, you don't just learn to let go. There are very few people that go out there the first time and just let go. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and he finally did. And that's when everybody said, he said, what did I do? And they said, we don't know. Go out and do it again. <laughs> but, you know, at home, he was just a regular guy. Just a regular guy driving the car, going to karate class, reading the book, reading the Bible, having dinner, eating breakfast. A more normal guy you could not meet. Here's And here's the thing. He loved to use words within words. And the word I have for him, the two words I have for him within this one word is he was extraordinary. He was ordinary, but he was extraordinary. Therefore, the word extraordinary. Yeah, right. And I remind people all the time, as he reminded me all the time, honey, when you look at this, realize it. <laughs> I said, I do. And he said, no, but look at it with real eyes, the word realize. Hmm. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and he used to do that to me all the time, look for words within words and say, do you know what this word is? 
Do you know what that word is? And I don't like the fact even that his name spells evils. Mm. Because not only does it spell lives, but it spells evils. (laughs) (laughs) Did you realize that? No. No, thanks for, thanks for pointing that out, no, Mindy. No, I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, wait, whoa, 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 what's that all about? <laughs> well, speaking of uh, real eyes, we know that you are going back out on, um, on a tour of sorts. And well, I- I'm going to Holland, and that is being put on by Mr. Arjun Dillon in Holland. And that's going to that's gonna be uh, five different concerts in five different cities, boom, 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 one one after the other. Not only was I used to doing it with Elvis, but also in the entertainment business. You know, when you're going and making appearances and things, you're in this city, this city, this city, and you're promoting this film or you're promoting this TV show or whatever it is you're promoting, you're going boom, boom, boom. So you, you have to get used to it, you know. There's no time to be tired. There's no time to be cranky. Um, you have to be the professional and 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 be there for people. And I am so looking forward to meeting more of Elvis's fans because, again, I didn't realize he had this huge fan base in Holland. Right. <laughs> I mean, I knew Germany, but I didn't know Holland. Yeah. It's a global, global phenomenon. It's global. I mean, <laughs> yes. you know, I've seen people, Brazil, France, um, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, yes. and you know some countries obviously have more than others. But I, I mean, this to me is a godsend for for him, for Elvis. It's a godsend. Yeah, I got to tell you, when we first started thinking about doing an Elvis show or launching an Elvis multimedia platform, uh, I was doing some research to see who out there is doing something along these lines, and what I found were podcasts in Brazil. Uh, in Portuguese podcasts in Italy that were in Italian, and I just didn't see a whole lot of English speaking podcasts. So um, yeah, I mean we're we're way behind the rest of the world in launching TCB Radio Network, but we're we're so excited to be here. Well, you guys do such an incredible job, and you always have such fascinating and interesting people on. And I, I'm not including myself in that. I'm just saying, in general, you know, when you do these shows i mean it's it's so fascinating the people that you get and i love the fact that you ask the different questions not not the same old questions because those can get tiring and the fans you know the fans are very fickle i mean the public is fickle mm-hmm. let's be honest um they can only hear the same story so many times and then they're tired of it they want to see somebody new and they want to hear something new absolutely and i think even and, and when the first time we talked to you and since then we've we try to at least once during the interview we see if there's a question sometimes there isn't but we try to find if there's a question that the person we're talking to wishes somebody would ask them but no one ever has and they're like why doesn't anybody ask me about this so yeah like you we're we're and so we're fans and and yeah we don't want to hear the same we know we know a lot of these stories too. So yeah, tell me something different, and um, we're hoping we hope that we're bringing that to people. Yes, That's... thank you, Mindy, so yeah. much. You really brought us a new insight and, and something different that we haven't had on the show. And you do that every single time. So thank you so much for being with us and sharing your time with us today. Yep. Well, I, I try. You know, I've I've heard a lot of the interviews from from other people, and um, I just wish for Elvis's sake and his legacy that certain things would just not be continued to be spoken about why there's no point yeah 
Yep, we certainly agree with you on that. But um, is there anything you guys want to, you know, anything else you want to ask me that has been gnawing at you? and Or do you think that your public, your fan base would like to, to know? Because you, you, know you know your listeners better than I do. <laughs> well, we'll definitely be having you back on again. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, we didn't cover the DVD too much, but I just want to let everybody know that uh, Mindy is part of a, of a really great DVD um, professionally filmed and edited and captures an evening with Elvis's former girlfriend, Mindy Miller, in the UK. And you can watch Mindy this, do this interview about her time with Elvis and see um, all of that on your TV screen. And this DVD works in any DVD worldwide. It's $16. It's a one and a half hour show. Pers- you can actually get it personally autographed if you'd like. So um, all you need to do is send a check to Mindy Miller, P.O. Box 691325, Los Angeles, California, 90069. You can go to PayPal. So we'll put all that stuff in the links of the note at the tcbradionetwork.com. But just to let everybody know that that DVD is available. We hope you'll purchase one as well as a beautiful 8x10. We're we're proud owners of one of those. We have one of those (laughs) hanging right behind me now, as a matter of fact. (laughs) You guys are are so sweet. And, you know, I I wish all of Elvis's fans were as loving as you. Most of them are. But, um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes there are a few that aren't. But you you do him proud. And um, I love the way you raise his legacy all the time. And you're always thinking about him. And uh, that's, that's what the world needs. Because, um, as I've said before, on many an occasion, I'll keep saying it, when my generation is gone, there's nobody left to talk to. Hmm. Yep. And we certainly appreciate your time. And as Krista said, we'll have you on again. And um, we will be talking to you soon. Yeah, okay, well, you take care of your little selves over there in Florida. Okay. Don't let the hurricanes get to you. Right. God bless you. God bless you. And I personally hope to see you guys soon. I Us think too. you will. I think you will. Okay. You just might. <laughs> we, we will meet up, as they say. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show today. Don't forget to subscribe to TCB Radio Network on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll get a notification as soon as our latest episode drops. While you're at it, please rate us with a five-star review. This will help other Elvis fans find our show. Also, this just in, you can now subscribe to our podcast episodes on YouTube. We also have a YouTube channel that includes archived episodes of our Facebook Live broadcasts and more. You can find links to this and so much more at tcbradionetwork.com. We'd also like to thank Lee Douglas of Old Time Rock and Roll, always found at www.oldtimernr.com for converting our show to iTunes. We appreciate you, Lee. Be sure to check out Lee's fantastic site and listen to his weekly shows, all oldies music with no commercials. TCB Radio Network is strictly a fan publication, not affiliated in any way with Elvis Presley Enterprises or any of its affiliates or subsidiaries. Please visit us online at tcbradionetwork.com 
All trademarks, product names, company names, and logos mentioned are the properties of their respective owners. All opinions stated within do not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone else, and certainly not Elvis Presley Enterprises. Still the King, our theme song for TCB Radio Network podcast, was written by Shane Douglas, produced by Terry Fullwider at Blue Spot Studios, and performed by Peter Alden and his band, Crown Electric Company, featuring David Fontana, son of Elvis Presley's original drummer, DJ Fontana, on drums. Elvis Presley is still the king. Well, he's still the king. That's all. Man, he sure could sing. That's all. Still the king. 